Hey, I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Bringing you this new edition of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together and talk about the different things going on out here in the world, out here in the streets, out here in this life. Man, it's heavy right now. (laughs) You know, all the stuff that we think that attention needs to be brought to. Something that we feel that not only does the community and the world, but we feel we need to say something about. Most definitely. So a lot been going on out here. A lot. A whole lot. whole lot. You ready for November 29th, right? November 29th? That's voting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that just like when you hear uh, incompetence like that, when Donald Trump said that, and it's just like, you know, of course, you know, people ran with it and it was hilarious because, you know, he was just saying this powerful speech, getting everybody revved up and November 29th. And it was like, huh? This is the guy that, you know, like when you listen to his rhetoric and as a uh, a follower of Donald Trump, you have to ask yourself, like, this dude just flat out just got that whole, um, you know, voting day wrong. Like, yeah. you know, I was thinking of us like Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, November 29th, and, right? And, 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 and but nobody really says anything about yeah. that, you know, in his his. Uh, bunch of followers which i think is hilarious and funny so it's like you know we're in a we're in a, a, a sticky situation with both candidates yeah where well, there's a lot of folks who believe in him like he's figured out a way to tap into a, a big sect of america that's been left out you know them angry poor to middle class white folks is on board with d trump yes sir like they think that he is the voice of the people. Yes, sir. That that he represents them. The funny thing is, he realistically don't give you know to Rats ass not him. one bit about him. Nah. But I always find that funny when I see what people jump on board with. Yeah. Like what they what they co-sign and and, and their belief system that is just you can't shake it. Mm. You know, and when it talks about you know what we say something about is when we talk about these politics these these elections coming up. You know, as a people, as a culture. We believe in the Democratic Party like it's the second coming of Jesus. Yes, sir. You know, like it, it is Jesus. Yeah. Like we don't even we don't even question. Not at all. If you're the Democratic candidate, you black people is just like, that's us. That's us. That's us. And in a sense, the funny um, sense is when you do history, you find out that the Democratic Party really was never for us. Yeah. You know, beginning and the Republican Party was more for us. Right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. And, and the roles kind of reverse. Right. And we've just now have really played ourselves into figuring and believing that this is truly uh, the party for the poor, disenfranchised, for black people in particular, right? And it's never been. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Even with Obama being the black president, it's never been for us. All these parties are for corporations and special interest groups. Exactly. And like uh, the the whole concept, I remember being a kid and my grandmother, uh, she's Long since passed, but she used to talk about, you know, uh, Democrats are for, for black people and Republicans are for white people. And I was, I was kind of like, OK, I was a kid at the time. I was just like, you know, kind of you say so. Like, I'm, I, you know, I wasn't getting into no political discussion with grandma. But uh, and as I got older, I kept hearing that repeatedly. And it's funny. I had a conversation with my brother the other day and he was talking about uh, a guy at his job asked if he was a Republican. My brother was like, why would I be a Republican? He said, well, based upon your tax bracket and your family and, you know, statistically, you should be a Republican. 
for tax breaks and, and for that. And he had asked me, he said it never even crossed his mind. He just associated Republicans with white people. Yeah. Personally, I just associate politics with white people. But yeah. but uh <laughs> Well we don't but, but that's the thing about it. We don't go that deep into it, but go on. Yeah. And so, you know, listening to him, this was a conversation that took place, you know, within the last seven days. And it's it was he was just as in tune as a conversation I had with my grandma twenty years ago. Like just that the idea of, you know, if you're black, you just got to go Democratic. Like we don't even question it. We don't we don't hold it up to the light. We don't we don't look to see if it's you know, if it's real. We just run with it. And and that's crazy to me. Well, it's uh, I think it's crippled us at the same time. It's allowed us to feel. And I've said it to to people several times. And um, I actually got done speaking to a a bunch of college students at uh, Sac City College. And I, I had the fortunate pleasure of. Um, speaking to these young people that want to get activated in activism and I basically broke it down to them I said just because it has a black face and it says a title like Democrat doesn't mean they're for you right we assume because he was black we assume because he was a Democrat that Obama was going to be initially for black people right and you have to understand that black people didn't even get him in and in the same frame, you got to remember, black people jumped on the bandwagon of Obama when white people started taking him up and saying, exactly. wait a minute, that's our guy, right? Yeah. We wasn't even tripping off him because in the same sense, because what we know is like, come on, we had the, the Reverend Jesse Jackson run and maybe yeah. a few other black men trying to go and be president. That ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. There's not in our lifetime because we were sold that. We was fed that. But as soon as Whitey started saying, hey, that Obama guy is really something, we played our parts and followed suit. Yeah, because I, I go back into you know the old phrase that said, you know, the president isn't elected. He's selected. Yes, sir. Because never in the history of your life have you ever heard of a junior senator who was barely on the job. Barely. All of a sudden, groomed, prepped, and pushed to be the very next president of the United States. I remember um, in Time Magazine, I want to say it was like 2003, right? Okay. 2000, one of those, 2003, I want to believe, or 2004, whatever. And they had a picture of Obama, and it said the next president of the United States. Yeah, when he did, right before he did the uh, the Democratic National Conference, gave that that speech, and everybody was like, oh, he speaks so well. He's so articulate, light-skinned black dude, very well-spoken, yeah. good pedigree on paper, mama white. Like, that's that's a... That's and he a, didn't say anything that made white people feel uncomfortable. Oh, no. There was no... Uh, no one in the room was willing to put the fist up at the end of his speech. No, 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 no. But and at the same time, when we look at it, when we go, think about just framework on how it's been played to us, rich folks are the Republican and um, poor folks are the Democrats, yeah. right? And we, we look at it like that. I ask myself over and over, well, if black people don't fall into any of these categories, unless you're totally elite, like for a rich black person, it's best to follow the Republicans, right? You know what I'm saying? Because of all of the maneuvering they do for people that have more income, right? But in the same sense, I'm asking, well, if we know we have powers and numbers when it comes down to selling and and, um, buying things, right? Why is it that we just don't incorporate our own party? Because when um, with, with, with Palin and, and some of those other uh, white folks that were kind of upset about certain things that was going on in the Republican Party, yeah. they did the Tea Party thing, right? Yeah. Well, why are we doing the same thing? That I think that we would be a lot better for our own situation if we 
moved away from the the ridiculous procedure of Republican or Democrat and create our own party and see how that works for us. It'd be interesting to see. I, I, I agree with you in two parts. One is, is that it's it's one thing if you have, you call it spending power, like where you spend your dollars and how you circulate them. It's another thing if your dollars actually have power. So with us, we spend our money on whatever. It'd be interesting to see if we started pooling our money and resources and tried to get a party going, if that would actually work. Like, you know, some they like they known for putting the kibosh on stuff. If, if it looks like we're going to rock the boat. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. something that I would even say is if we sat there, did what a lot of these other groups do on the local level, they don't care who the party is. Like we, I think we talked about before, you like you never hear about who the Asian vote is. You know, you never hear about, you know, you hear about the Latino vote, but you don't hear about the, 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 the Middle Eastern vote. No. And the, the reason being is because they're not uh, they're not party aligned. They're aligned with who's going to get done what they need. So it's like, look, uh, I'm going to come to you. If you're not willing to do what I need to do, I'm going to go across the street or down the hall to the other office. And whoever's going to get me done what I need is where we're throwing all our our resources, votes and whatever at. I think if we became uniformed and united on that front, forget, remove the title. You know, the whole Democrat or Republican is irrelevant. Yeah. Who's going to get done what you need? And that's the thing about when we think about our numbers, right? And yeah. I think our numbers play such a critical part. Economics play the bigger part. And the same frame that you have those, um, you know, when you talk about the Asians, like their numbers speak from money, right? Yeah. They're, they don't have to worry about this, that. And, man, shoot, half the of America is in debt to them anyway, right? <laughs> so I think that when we, we walk around here feeling that this democratic process is going to deliver us from the evils that that have become the norm for black people in america i think that we're highly miseducated and politically ignorant and i think that because of our political ignorance it plays such a part in our uh our dismantling because we're always kind of arguing like i mean literally i will have debates for hours for days on social media about why I say I'm not going to vote Hillary and I'm not going to vote for Trump. Yeah. And it's like, no, you need to because our ancestors our ancestors died, yes, for us to vote, but our ancestors didn't die for us to be ignorant. Okay, let, and this is, I agree with you. My argument to that is whenever I hear your your forefathers, your, your ancestors, yeah. the generations before gave their lives for your opportunity to vote. True, they also gave their lives for our opportunity to go to school. Yeah. They also gave their lives for our opportunity to be able to provide for our families. Yeah. They also gave their lives for our opportunities to further our education, to to start our own businesses yeah. and do all, y'all ain't on board with that. Yeah, and then I mean, like, I mean, I mean yeah, like you ain't fighting for that. Nobody's fighting for a lot of things. And it, when you look at it in a sense of how we know how evil and diabolical this government has been on any situation that has been able to move black people forward, right? Yeah. And we just, uh, you know, I just and I you still haven't seen it yet, but watching, you know, that. Uh, documentary 13th yeah. amendment what well, you watch that and it's like damn <laughs> you know what i mean you you in a sense as a black person it's going through what you already know yeah. and and really looking at it like that yeah it, that is kind of yeah we, we've we've gone through a lot going and seeing it as a white person you really know that the extent of what we're saying that you want to try to pretend like ah it's not that bad how really bad it is and how really treacherous 
these these politicians have been to orchestrate so many of the current problems and issues that we have today in our communities. Yeah. So when you look at the voting process and we look at politics of Democrats, Republicans, we got to move away from that framework because it's never worked. It's never worked and it never works even when we have people on the inside because they're not willing to be uncomfortable and really challenge the norm of what this corporation the american government established exactly and i think where a lot of us we fall victim because we align the word democrat with the word democracy and with the word freedom yeah well see the thing (laughs) is that when you associate the united states with being a democracy then it would only make sense that if you're which is supposed to be quote unquote for the people then being a democrat should be for the people but the, the the problem with that is where it's flawed from jump is that the united states is a republic and and just, you know, about putting it in the proper context, just if you're not aware of what the difference is, the difference between a republic and a democracy. So a democracy is by, for and of the people, which means majority rules. So the best way to look at it is if you had 100 people in a room all, and 51 voted a certain way, it goes with the 51. That's a democracy. That's not what the United States is. The United States is a republic where you vote in a representative for the 100 people in the room. So if 51 people voted in Craig, Craig is now in charge of the 100 people in the room. If Craig passes a law or policy that only five people in the room agree with, 95 percent of the people in the room are not okay with this law or policy. It is law or policy until Craig is gone. So regarded 95 people in the room don't like what's going on right now. Your majority does not rule. That's a republic. That's what the United States is. So get off the idea that it's that's why the word democracy is nowhere in any of the important paperwork that, was, that goes with this country. So that idea of is for the people. By the- and, I, and like I said, to educate some of our listeners and some of those people when they check in on our, our, our different social media uh, outlets. When you try to tell us, well, the Democrats have created these programs for the poor, shoot, the Republicans have too. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They all will do something to stretch the mind and the imagination because to get a lot more, you got to give a little. Yeah. Right. You can't not do something. And and, and when we say that, people get all upset about, well, they're going to cut the welfare system. They're not. Nobody in power is going to solely cut all of the welfare system, yeah. right? Because they will they will take away some things. Yeah. But if you cut away the ability cord for people that they survive off of, you will then have Armageddon here. Yeah. That's when you'll see chaos uh, uh, move and navigate in America yeah. when – People are cut off from that ambiguous court where they no longer have nothing that holds them a prisoner to the government. Because if the government is not paying for their Section 8, is not paying for their food stamps, not giving them any type of assistance, well, why should I be loyal? Yeah. There's no reason for me to be loyal anymore because like you're not giving me any incentive when they give us something and it could be the small. So it could be I have used to have six hundred dollars of food stamps. Now I got three hundred. As long as that 300 is coming, you're going to sit there and stay stuck in your situation and be comfortable. And the government is going to continue to play the game that they've been playing. Because what people got to understand is that when you look at the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party, it's in the eyes of the public. Good cop, bad cop. Yes. Good parent, bad parent. But you got to remember that one, if your parents at home, mommy's the one that gives you the nurturing, gives you the hugs. Daddy's the one that comes and gives you the ass whooping. They play for the same team. <laughs> And so, 
Like, both sides, yeah. Both yeah, sides yeah, of the I mean, yeah, yeah. you sitting there thinking that you one is siding with you nah. over the other. Now, they already discussed this before they came in your room. Yeah. Like, they, they've already got the plan. And the difference is, is, is why it's important <laughs> to understand how this works and why this is a republic as opposed to a democracy is because in a republic, republic is ruled by law, not the people. So when Republicans come in, see, Democrats will be like, oh, they gave us this handout. They gave us this program. They get, when Republicans come in, they change the law. And, and that's why law changing is so important is because that's what the country's run on. That's why knowing t- proper status, your proper the phrasing and wording of things, all that stuff matters because they go off of the law books for this country, not people's opinion or your feelings. And that's the reason why, as long as we've had some of these old, um, very dated laws and regulations they seemingly don't change because it was always meant to keep a certain few in power that's why you don't go back and eradicate certain things and certain constitutions and the bill of rights you don't all that stuff because it all continues to keep that bloodline of that power source in power but people don't want to believe in that. People want to believe that, OK, you know, this does matter. And and I will not knock it because I do tell people, hey, if you're going to vote, vote locally. You know what I'm saying? Vote. Check out those propositions. You know, I've seen it work. Yeah, for so the that people. actually affects you I, every I've day. Seen it, I've yeah. seen it, you know, when um, I want to say, what was it, what, Prop 47 that we was pushing before? And um, was it Prop 47 or Prop 57? I'm not too sure. I forget. It was one that they had in 2014, and um, it really affected a lot of our incarcerated um, you know, men and women, and it also those felonies that they were being stuck on and can't move now turned into misdemeanors. So yeah. I can see that it actually happened. But in the same content, when you're moving forward to where we're at right now, right now in place, just solely thinking that, oh, I'm not going to go vote for Trump because I feel that we're going to be put back in shackles, but I'm going to go vote for Hillary because I feel she's going to help us. And think you and them irons ain't waiting Come for on, you anyway. Man, if the man, irons they, is waiting for you, they're waiting for you. It, 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 that's the least of our problem. And you have to understand controlling Congress is more important than controlling who's the president. Yeah. Well, and I think where we fall short and where we keep getting beat as a people is that most of us have no basic understanding of how the political system works. So regardless of let's just say you can't even vote. You, you, you caught a felony at 19. You can't even be a registered voter. Uh, being out so far out of the loop on how stuff runs, like you'll be on board with stuff. If you can vote, if you can't, you the campaigns that we go on, the stuff that we complain about, the way that we go about things does not work within the framework of the political system. Huh. So. We don't even know how it works the same way we, we don't know how money works the same way. We don't know how to, you know, the, the education system works like we we have one go to response for all these different systems and all these different systems work differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that if we're going to get on board with, you know, if you worry about voting, if you worry about who you bringing in, if you are going to vote in your presidential election, but you are not voting in your local election, I'm going to look at you with the side eye. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna look at you like if you like well i'm gonna make sure trump don't get in office i'm gonna make sure hillary's not in office but you don't know all you know is who your mayor is and most people don't know who the mayor is nah. you could pull the average californian half of them probably couldn't tell you who the governor is the governor is 80 percent couldn't tell you who the lieutenant governor is most couldn't tell you who their senator is what a manager what an alderman it. does we'll, we'll complain about the school system how many times you've been to a school board meeting nah, not even pressure i don't know 
Do you know who the superintendent is? Not at all. Nope. Do you even know where the school board meetings are held? <laughs> Not at all. Couldn't even tell you. Not at all. You know what I mean? So I think our lack of knowledge about how the system works, but completely cripples us with our just down ass belief behind it. Yeah, it's just like Jesus can, is coming to save us all. Yeah, we we. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just. I mean, it's just like that. He's, I okay. Mean, come on. Keep saying something to that. We we now this is not. I don't knock nobody's faith system. And I've said it all the time. I said, if you pray to a star, if you pray to a cross, pray to a cross, uh, old bottle cap or a lucky penny, whatever gets you through today. If you clutched a, a bottle cap and it got you through some hard nights, I'm not going to tell you that wasn't real for you. But if if you somebody who's like, uh, put it in Jesus's hands, uh, or I'm going to follow this guy because he's a representative of the church, which is what a pastor is, <laughs> or a priest is, or what your reverend is. They're a representative of the church, just like your president is a representative of the corporation. Just like your Democrat or Republican is a representative of the political system. If you don't know how the system works, like most people, okay, sidebar. If you are a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever, you got a pastor standing in front of you on Sunday and you going with what, what the pastor says. But if ask your pastor, does your pastor speak Aramaic? Does your pastor speak Latin? Mm. Does your pastor speak any of the languages that the doctorate he's reading from comes from? No, then he's going off the Cliff Notes version of the book that he's telling you that you should base your whole salvation off of. Mm -hmm. Like we just believe the dude on Sunday has just got all the answers because he read from a book, which is the dumbed down version of the original text. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we just believe stuff just because somebody gives a good delivery. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, yeah. know, you know, I mean, I could have I could have made millions being a preacher. Yeah. And if yeah. most preachers got most preachers yeah. got a history. Yeah, well, I mean, I think everybody has some kind of history, but I mean, mm. I definitely understand what certain we're going fields have certain, you know, certain more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Certain, more. <laughs> certain fields that have, have a little more inclined to a certain kind of person. But um, that that proposition was Proposition 47. 47. We want to make sure of that. But in line to all those different things, when we, we look at the scale of where we're at, and why we fall into these certain belief systems. These belief systems are programmed. You think about it. Um, what I think you were saying the other day, like Hillary Clinton on her campaign spent like two hundred million. Uh, her campaign, the Super PAC, they got together and they raised uh, nearly two hundred million when they did the count. Two hundred million dollars on advertising for her to basically try to convince us that she's a good person. Yeah. When we have homeless people right now, yeah. while it's raining, it, 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 it's snowing all from the West Coast to the East Coast right now that have no place to live. Yeah, 200 million to, to help her get a job. Not not guaranteed. Not to do the job. Not, not to do the job. 200 million dollars to help you get a the job. The attempt. And then, and then when you look at that frame, when you look at that framework and then when we look at both of the candidates we have. Now, you know, and it's I got to love politics because politics brings out the ugly and yeah. people. It, it really shows the true face of what we are and, and have become in this American culture. So none of the stuff that we're seeing, if you go look into it. And I remember um, watching a TV show and I was I remember when um, George Bush senior was going out against um, Dukakis. Right. And Dukakis had a, a, a double digit lead. Right. But then there was some some um, controversy about. One guy, Willie Horton, that he didn't because of his he was against death, the death penalty. And I guess he, they were saying that he was um, open for people like these criminals to get um, free weekends. And he ended up 
killing and raping. It was just all this uh, materialized media uh, hype about what he did. Not saying that it wasn't warranted, but when they put that out there, they put out the fear campaign. And a lot of politics is based with ignorance and fear. So here's a fear campaign. Dukakis lost because of that, right? Then as you kind of look at it with Bill Clinton, right? Again, it was the fear campaign. It's like these criminals, right? These super predators. And in the same sense, he's playing a saxophone and black people are like, woo, yeah. yeah he smokes he's, weed. He's, he's on the Arsenio Hall And he's show, getting head. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. black, right? Yeah. You know, he's, what? he's getting head. He's, he's playing our cultural music. And, you know, he's, he's smoking weed. He's our guy. Yeah. But then in the same sense, the 94 uh, 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 law bill that was passed. Yeah probably has pushed us back further than crack cocaine right and now when you look at the scope of who we have we have this rhetoric of donald trump mr racist and then we have the manipulator and liar and politician of hillary clinton people are upset when you say i'm not going to vote for either evil as if you are doing something wrong and i look at him like so you're basically telling me Cancer or AIDS? I say, how about none? So we have to really try to figure out, are we in belief in in believing in the person or believing that the person may do better in that situation? But when you look at the background, especially if we're looking at a political stance, neither Republican or Democrat has ever really pushed the agenda of the black people any further. It's always been little steps, yeah. little steps, little steps. It's never been something over the top to where we can embrace. Because I'll tell you right now, one of them other efforts are talking about some reparations. You got me. Okay, so start talking about reparations. Then you be talking about. Something. I agree. And so going off of what you just said, the best frame that. So you get. Uh, we, we dealt with Reaganomics for 12 years. Jesus Christ. Ronald Reagan then went into the first George Bush. We go into... We dealt with Richard Nixon, the war on drugs. Yeah, yeah. Which, which their, his cabinet, his uh, his administration... They came knew out, that was, it was a lie. Yeah, well, they came the out... war on black people Came out blatantly and said, it, it, you know, just so you know, it, it's not somebody's opinion no, or innuendo. they his, said it. His office, his administration said verbatim, you know... It we, was a we, war on hippies and black people. Black people. And so, and people still are, are like, don't look at that. And that's the ignorance of our people. People still see like, here is the evidence. Hillary Clinton got more emails where they're showing about the foundation, especially in Haiti, because that's my homeland, where they were getting rich off of these foundations. Yeah. And still, people are like, oh, well, well, I'm with her. Well, uh-huh. well, here's the thing, and keep, keep all this in when you start talking about these prior presidents. <laughs> so we had Bill Clinton. Come this on, is why I talk man. about where 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 it makes a difference of where law is versus what they do for you. So while Bill Clinton uh, put more money in people's pockets by way of the the, the breaks that they gave through Medicaid and and uh, you had more money in the circulating throughout the economy. That's why at the same time he was simultaneously passing the 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 the, the mass incarceration bill. So the law that went into place. Was was going simultaneously, so you got a few more dollars in your pocket. Kansas City Shuffle, so you got a few more dollars in your pocket. So you were like, "Hey, let's go to the mall. Let's let's, let's ball out." Meanwhile, these bills are these laws are being put into effect that are coming for your ass. Man, so now you take Bill Clinton, who had a history of infidelity to his wife, whatever, uh, smoking weed, which was an illegal substance at the time, who was doing all this sort of stuff. You lead that into uh, that's the type of man he was. 
by by virtue of a human being, Barack Obama is probably the cleanest guy who we've had in president for quite some time. Like by by if you're gonna go to the scorecard by way of as a good dude, forget his forget his ability to do the job. Yeah. We're just gonna say by virtue of his history, there's no sordid past, there's no blemishes. He didn't you can get he didn't cheat on no history tests, like he never slapped Michelle. Like there's no like there's nothing all, like by virtue, he's probably the the squeakiest, cleanest dude who's been in office and who knows how long. This man is leaving office and done absolutely nothing for us as a people. So if you think the dude with the cleanest hands didn't do nothing for you, what you think these dirty mother effers that is coming in is going to do for you? <laughs> like, like, I mean, when you really frame that, like, like the cleanest dude didn't look, do nothing no. for you. No. <laughs> and you got people with hands dirty, got to pay off this, the blood mud still dripping. I like, mean, you know, and, and you people are really going to believe, oh, yeah, they're going to make a difference. And then some people really going to believe like, oh, well, if that person's in it, blacks are going to get start getting shipped to 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 these prison camps all throughout the United States. I much rather have blatant racism in front of my face than systematic racism because systematic racism has been screwed us yeah when it was i know you think i'm the n i double g a yeah it kind of worked because i knows i have we to know, have mine we know where this is yes our relationship is pretty much patent to this is who you are this is who i am when it's like well no we 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 kind of want you to come in yeah okay it's like now when you're ready to get me out I'm unexpectedly. I'm in the shower taking a uh, taking a you know, nice getting my stuff clean. Next thing you know, you kicking, pull in the, door. Up, <laughs> kicking the door and pull the, the you know what I'm saying the, the the shade and be like, yo, you gotta go. Yeah. I'm out here naked. So I, it's like we have to get out of this idea of being so ignorant and blinded to what it truly is and start educating ourselves on what we need to do. The reason why they can play us so well is because we are never ever thinking. 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, 50 years ahead. We're just always thinking like everything else, instant gratification. We stay in the what moment. right now is the moment. I'm going to capture that moment. I'm not going to worry about the next few moments. I'm just going to worry about this moment and move on. Okay, like for us, the reason why, okay, we, we stay surface. We we are the, do you know why Rolex watches are, are, are so expensive and why they're? I have no okay. idea. So the way that the, the, the timepiece works is that it, it, it's a fluent motion. That's why they don't tick. Like the way how precise that they're put together is, is, is why, like if everybody shows you a Rolex, you put it up there, if you can hear it ticking, you know it's fake because Rolexes don't tick. Yeah. Us, we're hung up on the fact that the front face says Rolex. We're hung up on the superficial of what it looks like, what comes with what it looks like, and what people say about us for what we wear. The, the people who care about Rolexes care about all those little intricate little screws, all the little the little cogs that move together that make a Rolex a Rolex. That's the system. If you don't pay attention to the little screws, the little cogs, all the little laws, all the fine print, all the details, you will get beat every time. Every time. And we get hung up on the belief of the name Rolex. Yes. We get hung up on the name this, yes. the, the, the front face that. We got to get to the details, get to how the system works, how because it's not like the, the system is not it's not invincible. It, it, it's not that it, it, you can't make some changes and adjustments. And the reason why I say that is, is because 100 years ago, uh, homosexuality was a mental disease. 
It was. It, it, it was a mental disease. And, and 50 years ago, they used to curve it by shock therapy. Mm. Like they would strap you down and, and run 50,000 volts through your brain to try to shake the gayness out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the gay, the LBGT community is getting executive orders and, and, and laws changed from the presidential level down. Yes, sir. Through Congress. Yes, sir. You can make systemic changes, but you got to learn the screws. You got to yes, learn sir. the details. We over here just all on the front face. We got a whole lot of ticking Rolexes over here wondering why we, we why we getting laughed at and dismissed. We want to be comfortable in revolution. We want change to be comfortable. Yeah. We look at the hoses. We look at the dogs biting. We look at the lynching. We look at oh, the we death. We about that life no more. We are not <laughs> ready for We're that. Not about that. We're life. not ready for someone to kick in our door in the middle of the night and maybe drag our child, drag our our our, our parent, or drag us yeah. and, and and bring us to some woods, and we may not come back. We're not ready to go toe to toe with white supremacy. Okay. We're just we're not ready for that. Props to your boy, uh, Jay, Jay yeah, Rob. Oh, Josh. Okay, Josh. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, young cat. He put a post up. Josh, that's, that's a soldier. Shout out to Joshua, man. Shout out to Josh. I saw a post he put up, and I thought it was real. He was saying a quote. He said, uh, "Oh yeah, I know you, what you're talking. You about. want a revolution, but you can't run a mile." And that's the truth. That's like the that's truth. real. Like, like you, 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 you say you ready for revolution, but you can't run a mile. You, you, ready, you ain't, you you ain't know, built for this. No, nah, you ready for revolution? You say you want revolution, but yet and still, here comes October thirty first, and you dressing up. Yeah. You know what I'm clowning. talking about? You, you, you clowning around. You, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Let me get my moment to, damn. Let me chill out from all this revolution stuff, right? Part time revolution. Yeah. Let me chill out and let me now get back into supremacy. And I mean, do what you feel that like you need to do to get by. But this whole thing and the reason why we continue to be stuck on stupid, stupid on stuck and why they play us like a flute, why a white woman who has a husband that is a foul kind of human being. And yeah, you apologize now after the fact. But in the re reality, you got a woman that can just come out here, be blatantly a, a liar and, and use racial undertones and just do the nene one time and pop up some hot sauce and now she's our savior it's like oh or even better yet she'll get some of the black mothers that um children have been murdered by the mm -hmm. henchmen and now all of a sudden she's for the black lives i mean when you can go ahead and do that over and over and over and over again repackage it in a black face and saying hey guys i'm gonna do it and even here locally in sacramento right i think it was it's a even though that Kevin Johnson got a pie put in his face and I denounced that. Yeah. I, he's a phony. And and I say that because now all of a sudden you're with black liberation, with black power. When the 50th anniversary comes of the Black Panthers, yeah. now you want to be a stand-up general and talk about when you met Huey Newton and all those other things. But in your community of Oak Park, it's Whiteville. Ain't no black people running in you there like that. Spearheaded gentrification. Like so, so, these moments and these things, and you want to bring real revolutionaries in front to have them speak and try to highlight them to kind of get some street cred. It's corny to me. It's phony to me. And it's like until we understand, realize, play the game the way they play it, and separate to create our own to kind of cause more friction. Because here's the thing: what's important is the black vote in some kind of concoction, right? Yeah. If we now decide, man, we're not voting this way. Matter of fact, we're going to start our own party. Yeah. It switches up the narrative. 
It changes up the game. And if we get some real key brothers or sisters that are politically savvy to kind of be able to move us to where, well, you know what? Let's start talking about reparations. Let's start talking about better education. Let's start talking about cleaning up our community the way it's supposed to be clean. Let's really tackle the issue about police brutality and violence in our community between each other. Then you start moving the angles. But when you constantly have these Negroes who come in there high in a suit and speaking is good because, you know, at the end of the day, they are the Negro savior because every Negro I talk to, when they ask me questions, they say, well, what's the solution? And then where's the leadership? First of all, the leaders in you. Secondly, the solution is continue to build. Stop begging. Stop always feeling that, well, if we don't go this way, it's the wrong way. Why don't we just start going our own way and let's go see how that works? Okay, and I agree with you. And what I'm looking at, okay, so when you take these other groups, these other cultures that come in that by by virtue of percentage are low. Like you know, the Middle Eastern percentage, the, the the Asian percentage, like just by numbers is lower. They come in like all these. This is just so we can frame is how all this stuff works. When it goes to, like I said, it's a, it's a republic where you get representatives in and they have these things called lobbyists. And their their job is really to just to, to get stuff in, to get stuff passed. And it takes money. We don't collectively pool our money together. We don't collectively see th- that how you make your money work. The way that the system is set up, it's like a cover charge to get in the club. And we still trying to figure out ways to just, man, you can't just hook me up. You can't just <laughs> let me in. You can't, just can't slide. No. If you go to a restaurant regularly and you're the dude that's known for buying $300 bottles of wine and, and racking up $600 tabs and, and this, that, whatever. When you show up, everybody's your best friend mm. and you get stuff that you need. You get the table when, when there's no more tables left. Mm-hmm. You get reservations when they're booked for a month. You get there's all these ways that work. That's how the system of this country works. So you can't get to the top by a hookup. You you, <laughs> you know hey, what I'm saying? I got the hookup. Holly, if you hear me, yeah. uh. it, greatness is never on sale. Shouts out to Master P. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 the getting to the promised land is never discounted. You know, you're never in your life are you gonna see a a, a commercial for you know Maybach zero percent financing. You're never going to hear, you know, uh, we got the brand new Bugattis. We got the Christmas sale. You don't even see commercials for those because it takes paper to get it. And that's just what it is. We try to do stuff to where man, you can't just you, you, I, I can't get that. You, you, you can't just look out. No, no, Negro. No, this is this is how it works that you need this amount to get in. No discussion. If you're not bringing this to the table, we can't even talk. Mm. And until we realize that we have to pull together, organize together, get our resources together, get our paper together, we're not even in the conversation. Not at all. That's how the system works. And so everybody else realizes it. They said we get these other cultures that come in, don't give a F about a Republican or a Democrat. They just know how the game works. Yeah. They playing chess and we playing um, Connect, Connect Four. four. Like, <laughs> Straight up, man. We ain't even playing checkers. We playing Connect Four. We playing Connect and, Four. There's too many moves in checkers. We, and, we, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and as we say something on that, it's just the reality of how we 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 analyze it and we we do things. We are never ever secure with making the right move that says it's okay for separation. And I talked to my OG King Dale McKinney. Shouts out to my OG King teacher. And he brought, and we was just, was rapping. It was like, you know, it's not about us hating white folks. It's not yeah. about that. It's about, as I've always said, leverage. And as he was saying, it was like, you know, it's about having options, man. Like, come on. Like, if this don't work with you, 
okay, then I don't have to deal with you. Then I go here. Yeah, yeah. But we have no options. It's like it's screwed up. So we got to stay stuck in that. Yeah. And that's why the Negroes was worshiping uh, Bernie Sanders. Because they was like, oh, my goodness. We finally found a our dude that was going to give us a hookup. Yeah. The hookup, that's, what, that's what, that's what that Bernie was. Hookup, baby, Bernie was a hookup, man. man. If you looked at him, he looked like a dude that walked in the barbershop with DVDs and, 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 and fried chicken. Now, he was that guy. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I'll take care of you. But at the same time, like I said, Bernie really wasn't talking that language because he wasn't talking about that reparations, man. And here's the thing. When it comes to reparations, legitimately, <laughs> you think about all the other groups that have got it. When it went through the Asians for the for the, the internment camps and all that stuff they went through the World War, when it came to... Uh, all these groups that we go over and bomb them and we give them all the kind of money and all these other groups getting hooked up. The diff- Even groups that we ain't did nothing to. Yeah. We still paying. The difference is, is that their degree of organization, their degree of pooled resources and influence is why hooking them up and doing for them because they've already there to do. They've already come in. You get the Asian community has already bought they three hundred dollar bottles of wine. They've already had a thousand dollar tab. They've already established a rapport of spending money, of having collective bargaining, of having a degree of leverage. They've already do that. So now, like the biggest thing is when you become famous in America, you you actually when you become rich, you stop paying for things. Like the biggest thing is like when you become a millionaire, you an NBA player, you walk in, everybody give you free stuff. Crazy, right? Okay, that's where these other groups are because they have an established track record of having something. Of having organization, of having resources, of having leverage, of having influence. So now to hook them up is a give and take. When you come to the table with your pockets turned out and just a bad attitude, they ain't going to do nothing for you. Get get your paper up, get your shit together, then come back and see me. (laughs) Most definitely. Which is why until we do that, there's going to be nothing for us. There's no recovery waiting for us because instead of we have to get rid of the mindset of what instead of what can you do for me? Eliminate anybody else. What can we do for us? Yes, sir. Have we given 120 to what we need to do? Have we given 120 to getting our, our communities better? Have we given 120 to getting our resources together, 120 for us building together, 120 for strengthening our schools and holding our teachers and superintendents accountable, 120 for holding our kids accountable, 120 for holding our siblings accountable, 120 for holding ourselves accountable. If Until that process starts, then you can't sit there and say, why aren't you doing for me? Because the first thing they're going to say is, why aren't you doing for you? We've done 120, shoot, 150 on entertaining and procrastinating and continuing to blame, blame, blame for everything and anything that's happened. That's what we've done. We've done 150 for excuses, straight up. Yeah. 150 for excuses, man. And that's what we're viewed as. There's cultures who haven't been in America that long. Yeah. Black people are the running joke of yeah. all they do is complain. Yeah. All they do is whine. And we do definitely have a lot of variable reasons no, no, for no. it. Oh, no, I'm not saying that there's not yeah, there's, ju- there's not justified there's, beef. Yeah, there's, uh, we are validated, but at the same time, we have to be on the notation. My quote, stop begging and start building. Exactly. If you're dealing with a group that systemically has never done anything for you, like you have never been at the forefront of your best interest. Never. Never. It, that's just not the case. <laughs> like, like, like... Like that, that's what it is, it astounds me. Oh like God. you live in the basement of a building that your your heat never works. Your water shut off every three days. You 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 can't track somebody down to fix your broken toilet. Like since you moved in, there ain't been nothing but problems. But yet, either get your paper up and move, or damn it, learn to fix the sink yourself. Yeah. Like, but you keep complaining to the super every every every, every three hours, blowing up his phone. He ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 look at, I, I, look yeah, at it, I look at it just in the simple fact of we're in a very we're in a domestic abuse relationship, you know, with with America, and it's to my, to me, it's almost kind of like you know, for everybody that's been in kind of something like that, I, I'm not wishing that upon anyone, and I'm not trying to um, make any lightness of it. But reality is this: you're coming home and getting your ass kicked every night. Yeah. Do you stay or do you go? Right. And nine times out of 10 people that would they have their minds right, they're going to leave. So why is it that we continue to stay? Stockholm syndrome or you begin to fall in love with your oppressor. We well, that's what we we are in love with that. You OK. Know? And, and take it a step further. Say if leaving is not an option, like say if you go to school and you can't change school, huh. you got this bully that's beating your ass for your lunch money every morning. Huh. At some point, you might want to learn how to fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that doesn't mean take it to the revolution, take it to the streets with your gun, but that means that's finding a solution to your problem. That or it may be you find you link up with the six other kids that, that is bullying. And, and now when he comes for your yeah. lunch money, there's seven of you standing there. Or at the same time, punch a bully in his face. Because yeah. when a bully get punched in the face, they're not used to that. That sometimes wakes up the bully and be like, whoa, wait a minute. And I literally think that with all of the things that we can do. Um, you know, shots out to Colin Kaepernick um, continuing to do his protesting, but it's not as effective as if there was a herd of athletes, not only in the NFL, but then turn around in the NBA that are doing the same thing as Colin Kaepernick. You get what I'm saying? Because why I say that? Because it leaves it too open for him to be criticized. It leaves it too open for him to be marginalized and as if he's being a hypocrite. And I heard somebody on one of the podcasts uh, uh, say that he's a hypocrite, right? Because of he's making a stance for for black people, but he's not making a stance for uh, you know uh, uh, marriage equality. And I'm thinking in my head like, dude, you're a freaking idiot for saying something. Pick your spots. So, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> this is a issue that's dealing with black people, and sometimes because we've done so much for all other cultures, because. When we were fighting for civil rights, that was a movement for everybody. It benefited more people outside of black people than black people. Okay, right. And and just so we, I'm so glad you brought that up. So as as we framing this stuff properly, so people who think that you know uh, going for black issues or, or doing things for black people is, is just for us. It the the immigration act. Like if you came over or from another country, your your father or your grandfather, maybe even your great grandfather, depending on how old you are, your family situation was bettered based upon the civil rights movement during the 60s. When you talk about affirmative action that took place in the 80s, affirmative action has done more for white women than it yes. has ever done yes. for black people. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it, yes. It, it, all these things that we did, it's like, and and this is this is now remove everybody else. This is where we need to be. Well, we need to say something to our people, and and I and I. Uh, go to Dr. Claude Anderson. He was saying black people need to, to, to not be afraid to say we need things for black people because we kill ourselves because we do this multicultural, we do this civil rights in the court. I've heard some crazy names in my life. I ain't never met nobody named civil in my whole existence on this earth, but civil needs all these rights. Like we need things specifically for black people because when Asians need stuff, they go for Asian rights. Yeah. When Latinos need stuff, they go for Latinos. When the LBGT, they go specifically. But when black people, we need multicultural. We need because civil, of we the need. framework of how they try to present every situation for us and convince us that 
we will do better with everyone. Yeah. When you sit there and tell, and I told the group of the students, the worst thing that happened wasn't slavery. Because I'm like, well, slavery was the worst thing that happened to blacks. No, integration, dog. I make the argument that you that can argue Jim what you want to. You can argue that, and I and it that, could be Jim Crow, yeah. But in into integration, I say this is because that allowed us to really believe that if we gave up our culture, gave up our businesses, gave up our livelihood, like say for instance, you know, you had the corner store, right? Yeah. You know, the lo- local drug corner store, but I had. The maximum Walmart. It was like, yeah. yo, you might. What you need that for? Come, just let me go ahead, give you some cash, and you can just start shopping over here at this big Walmart. We got everything. Yeah. That was a better situation for you. In rights, it wasn't because when they took away our ownership, the ability for us, like I said, when me and the OG was talking again, when we have no longer have the option, yeah. our only option is to go to the white grocery store because we don't have that black see, grocery see, store. But th- this is why this is why all this ties in when the difference between what happens in your day to day versus law. So when they sat there, when they changed the Jim Crow laws, this is where. Okay, the integration was a twofer. They're like, okay, well, we'll let go of these laws because had the Jim Crow laws uh, changed without the compensation for integration, like in case you're not familiar with the Jim Crow Crow laws in the South, whatever, it was just a a foothold on the necks of black people. Yeah, like they can just come over and just do whatever they wanted to you with no recourse or recovery. Not at all. So if, if you didn't address the Jim Crow laws. Even if you stayed segregated, we'd still have problems because we'd have a continuing flow of the Rosewoods and the Tulsas and all that because there'd be no protection. So we needed to get rid of the Jim Crow laws so we could build and quote and then be left alone to build. But instead, what we did is they changed the laws on the Jim Crow law because the Republic, they need to put the stuff on paper. Fine. We're not going to do this, this and this to you. But in compensation for what we're going to lose and our ability to do this. We're going to gain in taking in in the accumulation of what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So that was the the, the, the segregation. The, the integration was not. Oh, we we what we saw was, oh, we can now eat at the same cafes and kids go to the sense. same school. What they this is the difference of chess and checkers. Yeah. We saw diners and schools. They and, saw and acqu- in the bathroom, but they saw acquisition of properties, businesses and same, wealth. Yeah, but at the same time with that integration. A lot of us stopped having our own diners because now we feel like we're in. We stopped going and having our own Negro League because like, hey, guess what? We can go play with the whites because it was programmed to us to look at because we've always felt because we've been dominated and we've been enslaved that for some odd reason they should be and they are the dominant ones because it's been programmed in our system but that's where the difference that's why i said the jim crow part because if you take other other because this is the thing historically a lot of people have this wrong you from haiti you you aware most of the slave trade didn't come here most of the slave trade is throughout the caribbean oh yeah so the difference is between what happened. You see what happened when we they they got the ass. But this is the saying. This yeah. is this is why this is why the Jim Crow makes the difference. When slavery ended in those areas, white people left. There wasn't the hundred years of terror that followed the end of slavery. Mm-hmm. That hundred year mind trip 
is what screwed a lot of us up more than had slavery ended. There would have been an adjustment, which is what was happening. Black people who hadn't lost their minds were gravitating to each other. Like-minded individuals and the dudes who was on the fence were finding pockets throughout the United States to rebuild, reestablish, and be okay. It was the Jim Crow laws that that did the mind trip part. Because when you're getting your ass beat, you're getting your ass beat. Mm -hmm. Jim Crow was the mental slavery. That was the 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 the, the, the like I said the mind trip that messed a lot of us up. That didn't happen to a lot of other Africans because, like I said, when when slavery ended, white folks cut out. Mm-hmm. You know, they wasn't trying to stick around. But in the same sense, when you look at integration, but right, that's the part B to Jim Crow. Okay, but what I'm saying, but when you look at the integration, call it the part B, call it whatever yeah. you want to say. When you are now defining and feeling like now I've made it, yeah. and you're not remembering the terror. From those before and those that may come after, and then you start loosening up, right? You yeah. start loosening up. You start, well, you know what? I'm just going to start allowing Bob, who just two weeks ago kicked my fucking ass with his his friends, Joe and John. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, let him come into my house, yeah. kind of see more. And now you get them to really utilize, and they've always capitalized on our culture, but now they've utilized it to the extent where you're out. Like with hip hop, I was just listening to the like the radio stations. I'm like, who are these corny geeks that they got DJing our music, right? Who are VJing our music? I'm thinking in my head, like, God, this is only because we're so acceptant of whoever comes around. We're such giving people. We're such caring people. And we know nothing about ownership and be like, eh, you know what? Check this out, man. You can be here, but that's as far as you go because that's what they do to us. They let us get in. But there's like a term. All right. You know what? <laughs> hey, hey, you're a superstar football player, but you cannot be a coach because yeah. you're a superstar football player. Yeah. Oh, you could be a coach, but you can't own a team. You're just a coach. When you start having to play that game to the point where in this system, where we're being regulated, when we could have just continued to be in our own system, when there's really no regulation, but the regulations come from ourselves. I feel like that's what plays this bigger part of why we're so stuck on stupid and and, and looking dumber and dumber as we always will be if we continue to feel like some white man in a red cape is going to fly down just as if we think some white man comes down in the chimney and gives our kids some presents. Yep. Because where we we've gotten ourselves to the point now to where we're fifty years past the civil rights era, and we're in a worse position now than we were then. But but something that's interesting that goes along with this is that if you polling the average uh, white American now, most don't feel that there's a racial issue in America. Of course they don't. Well, no, but but here's the, the part of that. They did the same poll in 1963. <laughs> Where, where nearly half the nation felt there wasn't a racial issue in America in 63. Because what their life looks like Compared to what to our, our life, life looks, looks like, like is not the same. Now, it's totally different. Which is why when we you keep going to looking for the sympathies <laughs> and the handouts and the help from people who just don't see your struggle. Yes. Like they just like like. Okay. Legitimately, they don't see the struggle. Legitimate, and I'm not 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 about being bad people, not about being calloused hearts, whatever. Something that I personally, I was in, I was overseas for a while, and I was in uh, Spain. I was running with some gypsies. Like I, I had a colorful past. Yeah, I, 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 I can see. And so <laughs> you I was no working. Out there. I was. I was like walking the earth like cane and kung fu. But one thing that I learned from them is they were like, um, when you travel, 
like traveling across the country is like like how you travel at night, but you sleep during the day. And I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, well, imagine if you saw somebody sleeping under a tree at three in the afternoon, you'd probably be quiet around them. You'd think, oh, man, he's just taking a nap, yeah. whatever, whatever. But if you saw the same person sleeping under the same tree at three in the morning, they're drug addict, they're homeless, they're this, that, whatever. Simply perception. When I was traveling, there's things that you start to notice because of the, the mindset that you're in. Opportunities, things are going on, like even folks that were looking to rob, whatever was going on, like you start, you start seeing certain things. If that's not of your world, like it's just not the framework in which you live in, you don't see these things. Yeah. And so somebody continually coming to you for some, like oh, you can eat three quarters of a burger and toss it. To a homeless person, they watch you take that last bite, watch you throw it in the trash, and it's trying to get to it while it's still warm. Mm. Like just your whole perception is different. Yeah. We keep going to people who don't see us. Yeah. They don't see the world through the way that we see it. And they're not supposed to. And you're trying to convince somebody that the world that you see is the world that they see. And you, it's Alice in Wonderland. Uh, they don't see the smiling cat. Uh, they don't see like they, you, you're not going to get it. So you, we have to get out of the mindset of quit trying to convince somebody to see it like we see it. I mean, it's like quit trying to convince somebody to feel your pain. Yeah. And just recognize that. Do like I said, we got to learn the, the, the rules like everybody else. We're the only group that refuses to play by the rules of the game. Well, I don't even think that. Anyone even really plays the rules by the game, by the rules. Anyway, I think everyone breaks the rules. I think we play by the rules that they've been set for us. Mm-mm. I think no, no I know. Mm. I think we we play by the rules because we are defined by what they say is liberty, what they say is freedom. So we stick to that script while everyone else is playing by their own rules no, no. that they've created. Hey, That's this, I see. Okay, this is the only difference between the, I, I see and that is that they recognize that they know what stuff means. Okay, so liberty. In case you, liberty doesn't mean freedom. So in case for for the for the, for the folks at home, what a liberty means is, is that freedom is the ability to do what whatever it is that you're doing in the confines of whatever you're talking about without the an outside or external influence. You are free to do whatever you want. Liberty is freedom within a certain construct or certain confinements. Like what I'm allowed. Your children have liberty within your house. They have liberty to to sleep in this room, liberties to eat in this room, to eat this food, because you allow it. They're not free to do what they want. They're free to do what you tell them they can do. That's a liberty. We don't have freedom in America. We have liberties. So when other groups come over, they recognize the difference, the liberties, and they look at, they figured out that there's more than one page in this book. We read the first page and work within the first page. They're on page 762 in the 17th paragraph. The fine print. Oh, there's loopholes. There's angles. Huh? There's levels. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things. There's that's that's the screws. That's the little cogs. That's the details of the Rolex. That's how they're coming up. That's how they, a lot of them come up. We don't go into that stuff. We take the front page. We go with well, you're told this. I right, and don't go and, no but, but, deeper. But yeah, but at the same time, we're giving the rules, and this is what we're supposed to run from and run with. But in the same particular time, I mean, that's all America. All America is given rules. I mean, yeah. not half America would not believe when you break down that you're not free. You're like, you yeah. know, what are you talking about? I can go outside and piss on a freaking lawn, right? Yeah. You can, but you're going to get arrested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in the same content, I feel that we stick by too many of the rules given to us as that's the option where in reality, the loopholes, like you say, 
no one except us stick to the, get the game plan. It's this, like we want to kind of like hope to goodness that this freedom and liberty that they speak of is true and a reality when people really know, nah, 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 man, that's fictitious. This is what's happening. We're going to move and navigate like this. This is why I say the influence of Jim Crow. There's no other group that's got that history in this country but us that that applies to. So there's whether they be white, Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, whatever, none of them came from that century of mental oppression and being messed with. We have a really like a real scared mentality when well, it comes think, to dealing think, with stuff. I think I think there's I mean the Jews went through their thing not the here, Holocaust, but at the same time they went through it, but they was able to break out of whatever shell. And I think any culture besides us has been able to break out of the shell. And yes, it is different that it's been here, but my particular and my bottom line is this. <laughs> I don't, you know, whether it's a Jim Crow integration, whether it's uh, slavery, whether it's whatever we're going through right now, police brutality. If the Negro does not wake up, step up, stand up and fight back. And I'm not saying in a physical sense, in a mental, at least the mental capacity, open up some books, start kind of researching what's what and stop being so fearful of hoping Whitey is going to be able to do this for you and do it for yourself. Dog, we're going to be talking about this on our next podcast in 2025. And, 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 And if that happens, it's going to be a sick day because in the moment that we learned all of this sick stuff, in the 60s and the 50s and and even further back to be here in the present to be like living this and it's not as blatant but it's still living this because you don't get the white folks hanging around and with their beers and taking pictures with the with the negro hanging from a tree but it's almost just the same exact thing we don't know what these police officers are doing on the off time, having beers at the little local pub. And yeah, man, got me another one. And it's not to say that all police want to kill Negroes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, shoot at the all people didn't all white people didn't want to hang and lynch Negroes. But guess what? It still happened. Once it becomes socially acceptable, and it's become socially acceptable, yep. people will continue to do it. The death of black people has become a socially acceptable thing in this and country. It is become a thing that we just play back, rewind, fast forward, run that one time again, and it creates that fear mentality. It again creates that endangered species mentality and we are looked upon as a poor Negro, but not the poor Negro that you protect like a dog mm. or, 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 or a lion. We the mark. Or yeah. We are that 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 insect that is that roach that for whatever reason, they can't get rid of us. But the fuck they sure going to try to exterminate us okay. because things like this that go on out here in these streets, things like this that go out in this world, the, the whether it be who you thinking about running elected for president where think about and what's going on in your your local elections what's going on to your school district to your law enforcement what's going on in your household it's about you can't have a fearful mentality can't be scared of doing everything can't be scared of rocking the boat because the boat's gonna rock if you move or not you might as well move in a position that's gonna get you someplace better and you can't sit silent all the time so sometimes you're gonna have to talk it over with your kids you're gonna have to talk it over with your peers you may have to talk to somebody who may be able to do might have to do something to you but at some point in time you gotta quit being afraid and you gotta say something say something soldier stay silent say something
Say something. I'm Jermaine Morris. I was bringing the real life without the sweeteners here <laughs> yes, with sir. the one and only Mr. Barry Axis. I'm going to call you the historian, Mr. History Lessons. <laughs> hey, you need to be teaching in schools, brother. I've cracked open a few books every now and then. Definitely, Where can definitely. folks find you social media wise? Uh, Barry Axis, um, social, uh, what, Facebook, excuse me, and then at Team Void, Instagram, and then Barry Axis, Twitter. I'm trying to get back on my Twitter game, man. I just, I don't know, man. Twitter don't, I don't. I get it. I just, it's just so much, it's, just, it's, it's so unimportant to me, yeah. but I get I get it, but I, I'm very reluctant, you know, to, to kind of really just go so heavy, but I definitely understand that it's important. And then at the same time, Barry Axe's YouTube, um, shouts out to all my trolls because I love those guys. I mean, you go to my YouTube and like we said before, if you want to know racism still alive in America, check the comment section. The comment section. <laughs> Mine is Jermaine Morris on Facebook and it's Jay Morris CEO, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that stuff. So this is Say Something Podcast, and until next time, we'll holla at you. Yeah, there!